All right, hey guys, we're gonna go over uh, two things today on the podcast. Uh, the first one, we're gonna go over reality shifting, and then second, we're gonna go over how to discern slash think critically um, about spiritual things and how to discern or find God or even if you're not looking for God, how to discern or find spiritual things and figure out if they're true or not. Um, okay. So to start off, we'll sit there. Let's talk about the reality shifting. So the reality shifting, this is something that I just discovered on YouTube going, you know, through my usual psychedelic channels that I usually go through. So apparently reality shifting is, well, something a lot of people are talking about, but if you've been paying attention to me on the podcast so far, you'll know that I already actually have hypothesized something similar. And Here's the difference. I'm going to explain to you what the reality shifting is. What reality shifters, what they believe is they, they believe that just when they go through, they can uh, purposely induce this reality shifting. They can just through like belief and meditation and things like that, they can move forward into a better parallel universe basically, right? Now, if you've been paying attention to the podcast, what I believe is something similar, but I believe it's our actions that um, cause us to change the world, right? So if you do good deeds, if you have a positive attitude, if you go out in the world and interact properly, I think that's the way to shift reality forward. So very similar. And I would say a couple things on this, you know, we'll we'll get a little deeper into this right here. So, uh, I mean, a couple things here, right? I've, I've kind of explained to you guys in previous episodes how you can map out the multiverse. Basically, you draw a little dot on a piece of paper, right? This, this is drawing out in 2D. Obviously, the multiverse is, you know, 11 dimensions worth of space but in a 2d space here's how you draw it out you draw a dot and then you draw a line that connects to another dot and then you draw off of that dot you just draw another line that connects to another dot right each time you do this that's a different world right so each dot represents a different world each line is how they are connected right how close they are to each other the further away a dot is from another dot the less like that world they are from each other, you know? So our world is the way it is. And, you know, just a few dots over, you know, the world's almost exactly the same, but instead maybe, you know, your name when you were born was Alex instead of, you know, whatever it is, you know? Or, you know, maybe your name was, I don't know, Sean or something like that instead of whatever it is. Right, but everything else is the same, right? So that's a that's a small shift over from one world, you know, to one that's close to yours, right? It's a it's a possibility, you know, whether or not these other universes exist or not, you know, that <laughs> hey, that's on you to believe or not. Um, you could just think of this psychologically as an exploration of ideas of 
This is how, if you want to be a creative person, by the way, if you want to explore um, creativity and you want to create fantasy, like maybe you want to write books or maybe you want to create um, video games or you want you just want to tell a story somehow, this is how you do it, right? You imagine another world and it can be similar to ours or it can be really, really different from ours. And so this is kind of this multiverse when you start thinking of it in these forms, um, you can kind of get from one place to another. Now, what the um, the shifters believe, what these reality shifters believe is, is what they do is they either lucid dream. Well, they, they say that they lucid dream or they meditate on what they want to change in this world. And if they just believe it and they push forward... It will, you know, the our whole world or their world that they're in will shift closer to another world. Because you can imagine – another way you can imagine this instead of saying that your name was different, imagine everything else was the same up until this moment in time where you make a decision to do one thing or another, right? So you flip a coin and on uh, one side it lands oh, heads, on another side it lands tails and so that's two different universes that that now exist you know take a coin flip it you know there's actually an experiment that's been going on uh, i forget where it's at but they shoot a particle uh through two gaps and if, if a particle goes through the left gap they mark it as an l if it goes to the right gap it's marked as an r and what they do is they record this particle that they shoot out every few minutes or something like that and it maps out which universe ours is our universe is the universe where it you know splits this way or that way or whatever where it's it's right right left right right left right right you know whatever <laughs> so all right now here's a couple i'm going to bring up a couple things that i have against this theory because one of the problems I have with the multiverse and the reality shifting and things like that is I can also imagine a multiverse where there's other universes that are identical to ours and it's just completely identical like nothing not a single atom is in a different spot and so there's multiple universes that are the same now We'll go one step further, and I'll explain that there was a Christian uh, uh, theologian that I listened to recently who did mention, look, if you've got two things that are the same, then they're just the same. Then it's just one. There's not two. There is just one. If, even, if they're, even if you think that they're separate, they're not separate because the fact that they are exactly the same – um, the, there would have to be some distinction to separate the one from the other or else they're not the same. So uh, you can see there's a couple interesting ideas you can play with going back and forth. Is the, you know, is the multiverse, is there a place where everything is just the same? Or is there a multiverse where, you know, everything's a little bit different? Or how different can it get, you know? Uh, eventually... You know, if you really want to push it, you can just push the idea of a universe where just, you know, the laws of phys physics are so radically different that nothing looks even close the same as it does here. 
you know, we only see, what, 1% of the total wavelengths, you know, or we only perceive, right, because we, we hear uh, wavelengths, we, uh, and then we see wavelengths, and, um, but there's only a select amount of those which, uh, which we experience, and there's a far greater amount of waves, big and small, that we can't detect, you know, ultraviolet light for, for uh, insects, you know, butterflies and whatnot, that's something they can see that we can't see, you know, um, so how much of the universe is different here versus somewhere else, you know, and, uh, you know, multiverse, multiversal, uh, you know, one universe versus our universe, you know, like maybe the, maybe the next universe over, there's a, people see a little bit further in the spectrum. Maybe they see into ultraviolet light, you know, um, so maybe we're a little more constrained or maybe we're more open. Maybe there's another universe where, where people only see in black and white, you know, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, so anyways, uh, playing around with these ideas and the reality shifting. Um, let's go back to the, the beginning though, real quick of what, uh, I, what I believe with this, I believe that we do have decisions in our lives that we can make and that the decisions go and reach out further than just us right so you do a good deed on you know um maybe uh as you're passing somebody in at the you know at uh at the local grocery store or whatever and you hold the door open for them or something like that uh or, or i'm sorry whatever a store with a door you hold the door open for them you you know you say something nice to them like hey uh, you know it's a wonderful day or something like that and maybe you give them uh that person a little bit of goodwill that brightens their day and that they take on to the next person and so their day turns out better and and then it helps somebody else's day turn out better and so you just don't know how far these things go the same thing with a bad decision maybe you're super super rude to somebody for some you know unknown or stupid reason or whatever you you just you're rude to somebody and because you're rude um you know maybe they take it on to the next person maybe they go home and they're rude to their family members or something like that and that affects you know you know maybe the kids is great because you know their dad's being a jerk or something like that or who knows you know but you can just imagine these your actions are like ripple effects on on water you know you splash the water and ripples go out and they go out who knows how far before they're interrupted by something else or they're taken over by something else or or they just die out you know it's a so your actions matter and so what i think with this reality shifting i think when you do stuff that's when the world changes that's when the world moves in the right direction it takes action on our parts i don't think it's a matter of just believing because a lot of people talk about things like the law of attraction or whatever or something like that and i'm sure it works out for some people but it seems like it would be more in line with a coincidence as opposed to 
um, like you actually really believing, you know, or moving it in that direction just solely, you know, just because you want it, you know. I don't know if I don't. I wouldn't think God would just, you know. <laughs> let's see how, how to put it appropriately without being like blasphemous too, because you know it. It does say that you know Jesus does say, "Knock and the door will be opened." Ask and you will receive, and, and so there are things like that. But the idea, especially if you listen to somebody like Jordan Peterson, the the idea is based off of the fact that you are trying so if you're trying to do your best and you ask then you will receive if you're trying to do your best and you knock on the door then the door will open you have to give effort it's 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 you have to show that you are trying and i think that's when god rewards um in that context if we're you know we're we're thinking of this in this way (laughs) once again if you want to go psychological on it you know you can just think that um to live a better life you know you yourself need to um yeah you yourself need to be putting forth an effort this goes back this goes back to like what jordan peterson his 12 rules for life and everything like that and you know hey if if you're not into all that kind of stuff you know worries no worries you can you can still um i think get the idea of what i'm getting at here you know. So anyways, that's that's my theory on the reality shifting. Um it's neat though that I did fi- find these people on YouTube that are talking about this cuz I had never heard of it before, not until this week, not until after that last trip. Um so it's interesting to hear people talking about it. And see, I don't know myself just in general, I do believe the world is getting better. I do believe that things are getting um, cooler and more magical, and I, I think things are going to continue to get better and better. Just so I think as long, you know, I don't know. I do believe that stuff, and so maybe that's enough to reality shift in their way if they are correct as well. But uh, I would say if you want to bet money on it or something like that, I'd say bet on bet on the way to reality shift is to actually do stuff is to actually create things to actually you know like like in a, like someone like elon musk or something like that you know you think of of that like what he's done building tesla and everything has moved the world in certain ways you know um it's gotten more electric cars out there it's just a fact you know whether you like it or like it or not you know um you know him being able to get more stuff out into space you know um you know hey it led to some rich assholes you know getting getting to go fly up in space for a few minutes (laughs) but but um you know the point is 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 he did do something and it did change the world and so and that's what these that's what other people in the past have done people like act the actual tesla you know that's what he did he sit there he he read you know if you listen to his old you know his old writings and you know you pay attention to what he was saying and everything like that you know he believed that he was reaching forth into another realm the spirit realm and he was bringing something back with him and then he would use his knowledge to change the world you know and so uh, you know shoot i mean it's what moses did i guess you know reached out into something 
brought it back with him and then used his knowledge of this something different, you know, to change the world. So, um, it's kind of the idea, I guess. Um, anyways, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, that'll be the end of this reality shifting, um, talk here but uh when i come back after uh after this we're going to talk about like i said how how i think and i think it's the right way to think about discerning and navigating the spirit realm and navigating and finding out you know what's true what's not true how does god operate how to know if something comes from god or if it doesn't come from god you know um and kind of just how to think think critically how's that how how to think critically so um anyways i'll be be right back okay so we're back and so i hope you guys i hope whoever's listening right now i hope that you had listened to the previous episode on the podcast where i had my biggest trip so far um it was you know i went and obviously i went into detail more detail but i'm I'm gonna explain a little bit of it right here is at one point in time it was very very hellish like i mean i thought i was i thought i i thought i had died i thought i was dying um and i was just in the most excruciating pain of just my whole life just everything hurt everything looked incredibly scary and dangerous and just these rocks were just just jutting out of the ground just poking into me and everywhere i stepped was just painful and it it was it was excruciating right now afterwards of course after that hell experience i plopped out into heaven which was absolutely insane and 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 the most it was the most amazing thing I had ever experienced, just absolutely hands down. Now, a couple of the problems here that I'm going to go over, and this is this is why these things are hard to discern, and why to someone not pushing through, it can seem like the wrong direction. Um, now, for my girlfriend who was trip-sitting me, this was a nightmare for her. The entire trip was a nightmare for her. It was absolutely, I you know, uh, when I was blacking out on the, um, I was blacking out on the floor and everything, and then in the in the bedroom and everything. She just like thought I wasn't even me, you know, and I probably wasn't, you know, because um, I was doing some weird and creepy st- creepy stuff. She said. You know, and um, and like I said, you know, I'm going through hell and everything like that. Why would a good God, you know, if or if this is something from God, this trip experience, then why would I be going through so much hell? Why would I be doing creepy stuff? Why creepy stuff be happening? You know, and then why in the world would I plop out? into heaven afterwards you know and why would all of a sudden i have uh, this heavenly experience and everything like that you know a couple really quick you know ways to explain is you could say something along the lines of 
you're playing with magic and you're, you know, I don't know, something about demons or something like that. You could be contacting demons and then the demons are, are just showing you whatever they want to show you and everything like that. But it doesn't really fit. So I'm going to go over how to how to critically think about things here, right? And this goes back to... This goes back to a couple episodes. I was trying to explain to you the ways you think about the devil help you determine the ways you think about God. So, if the devil is somehow able to challenge God, if the devil is somehow, you know, he he was he was created and he was on God's side and then he decided to betray God because somehow he can do that. You know, he can betray God and somehow get enough power to actually, you know, corrupt God's creation and then somehow be able to fight against God, you know, continuously fight against God and um, bring humans down, you know. So that's like the standard Christian model right there, right? Um, Now, the jewish model right there's a devil who is not someone who fights against god but is his own creature that you know he's his own entity angel um that god uses to get across the either the message he wants or to challenge people or to tempt people to see to test their loyalties things like that right so there's two different ways of looking at the devil and then it also determines what uh god is like you know so if the devil is someone who challenges and tempts you but is ultimately working for god that means god is really all-powerful um he's in control of everything there's nothing beyond his control versus the other god who is um you know having now ultimately he's stronger than devil but the devil can somehow fight against him you know um now there are there are a couple interesting arguments here and this is where you need to discern you know which one is the real god I heard a a Christian theologian say that the idea with the devil being able to fight against God is that God himself is purposely making himself vulnerable, um, you know, because he suffers and hurts when we suffer and hurt. He's purposely making uh, himself vulnerable for us to have free will, right? So it, it's a pretty good argument, although you could also argue on the other side that uh, the free will is being derived you know, from the fact that God is challenging you, allowing you to make choices by presenting obstacles in front of your way. You know? So there's lots and lots of evidence in both directions, right? Um, you have things like, uh, thou shalt not commit idolatry, which is one of the Ten Commandments. And what the Jewish people would say is that when you are saying that Satan can somehow challenge God, you are giving Satan, you are giving Satan more power 
than he has because he doesn't have any more power than God allows him to have, right? So ultimately, it's God in control, right? That's what the Jewish people would say, you know. So, anyways, so I'm there. I was giving you an example of how to think back and forth, right? With two, two things, right? So when I think critically. When I'm trying to discern something, I I think of first of, of one thing, right? And then I think, how could it be different or the opposite? Or how could it be um, changed so that the change is significant and means something, right? So in this case, right, you're contemplating Satan, right? And what does that mean? What does it mean if Satan is... Because these are questions that come up if you're reading the Bible, right? If you're reading through the Old Testament, Satan seems like he's a um, an angel in God's court. That's what it seems like if you're reading through the Old Testament and you haven't got to the New Testament yet. And so you sit there and you take that and you question, well, what does that mean? What does it mean? What would that, what would that entail... What does that mean for you in your daily life? What does it mean for everybody in everybody's lives? You know, um, you know, and 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 then, and then you sit there and you think, well, what is the, what is the standard view of your local religion or your local, um, you know, just you know, what what does your pastor believe and everything, or what is taught by your pastor or you know other, you know, religious leaders around your area. You sit there and you think, okay, well, they're teaching that Satan is, you know, somehow fighting against God and has his own army and gathers people to his side. You know, he's got a third of the angels with him. And, you know, you know, you sit there and you think, okay, well, that's what they teach. You know, where's that in the Bible? You sit there and you compare because the Bible never says anything about a third of the angels falling you know, two thirds, two thirds of the angels casting, you know, Satan out of heaven and stuff like that. That's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible anywhere. And so you sit there and you and you start thinking, okay, well, what are the implications of this one or that one? One of the questions that I ended up coming up with is, you have to figure out, okay who God is, right? So th- this is the way that you figure out who he is, is you question aspects about him, right? This, I, it, kind, it kind of sounds like blasphemy, but I promise it's not. This is not blasphemy. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure that I'm not worshiping a false god, a god that doesn't exist, right? You don't want to worship the wrong god, right? Uh, it, once again, uh, I know I'm talking like really religious metaphorical stuff. If you want to take this psychologically, you can just look at look at it as uh, exploration of understanding how one thing is a more powerful idea than the other. Because that's ultimately what it comes down to is you sit there and you think about a god, right? He has to uh, – you look at his aspects and you say – does his aspects meet certain criteria? Does it match what happens in the world today? Like that's one of the that's one of the criteria. If it doesn't match what the what is in the world today, 
then that can't be the real god that's a false god right so you think of like zeus right so the idea is is zeus is somehow well let's just say i'm not saying this is exactly what everybody believed but let's just say you believe that zeus is god and he lives on mount olympus and so we climb up mount olympus and there's no zeus there well therefore that idea that you had was of a false god right you are you aren't you aren't thinking of the real god right so uh (laughs) where are we at with all this let's see um anyways you're you're just trying to discern certain aspects of god to figure out which one is real now one of the one of the things that we came up with this is this is one of the things i asked my dad about and i think almost every christian will will agree with this okay i sit there and i said is god the highest being possible or is he just the highest being that there is because there's a major major difference i can think of a god that would fit into this existence but he's not um the most powerful thing that i can think of you know i can think of a god higher than that god right and so this goes back to the whole satan thing right in one aspect is you know which god is higher which god is more powerful which god is stronger which one is more eternal you know is it the god where you know satan can somehow challenge him or is it the god where satan's a servant of him you know which one is the more powerful god which one is the more realistic god i guess that's that's another question you gotta ask you know which one fits into this world you know how do you see things you know so anyways there's also there's lots of aspects of god that you can go over as you're reading the bible you know you sit there like so one of the things i remember I recently heard Jordan Peterson talking about, you know, is a lot of people for some reason get the idea that the God in the Old Testament was somehow like angry or vengeful or something like that. It's really weird because if you actually read the Old Testament, like (laughs) he's nothing like that at all. But anyways, but it's somehow somehow it's an idea that people have grabbed a hold of, right? That somehow in the Old Testament, the God is a little bit he's a little bit more angry he's not as loving or something like that and i'm like (laughs) he seems pretty consistent throughout but uh you know maybe i I don't know i could be wrong i guess that's my that might be my bias um but you can challenge that idea okay was he angry well let's you know you can go back and you can read through and see points okay where it looked like he was angry or was he angry or was he merciful you know a a lot of people end up coming up with the idea that no he's actually a lot more merciful than you thought you know now but now that's that's following christian you know biblical stuff let's say you don't want to follow that let's say you want to find god all on your own all on your own which i think is a legitimate thing that you could possibly do it's probably not recommended because you're less you're probably less likely to get to a final um place on your own you need somebody else's help right you need other people's help to like sit there and go through stuff go through aspects of god because you can't come up with everything by yourself other people are needed as well but but if you want to discern for yourself 
who God is, right? Think of two aspects. Think of like love and hate, right? And what you do is you decide which one is more powerful, right? Is hate more powerful than love? Or is love more powerful than hate? Use your real world experience. You look at the world around you and how it works and what wins out in the end, you know, overall throughout all the time. It has to win. And and that's another thing, you know, is, is God's, you know, is God eternal? Is God not eternal? You know, which one's more powerful? Obviously, the eternal is more powerful. So some of these are easy. Some of these are really, really easy ways to distinguish God, right? You say, okay, well, he's got to be all-knowing. He's got to be all-powerful. You know, he's got to be omnipresent. These are these are the simple, blatantly obvious ones, you know. But, um, but anyways, when you sit there and you plug through the aspects, you can get closer and closer to... What should be the real God, and it should ultimately be the most powerful thing you can think of, right? So if you can think of two things, and one is less powerful than the other, or one doesn't fit in with this world, as opposed to another, the one that is the most powerful, the one that does fit in the best, is the true God. So I hope that made sense. (laughs) I know I kind of played it out as long kind of I don't know not as long as I could but just played it out um just to let you guys kind of see how I think and how I come up with these things well here I'll give you a conclusion though to my my um my trip here and the fact that even though there was a lot of weird creepy things going on and I had a hellish experience how I still think it was all from God. The thing is, is I think the most powerful idea is to say that God is in control of everything. That God allows everything to happen for a reason. Um, that he allows us to see things and experience things for a reason. And because of that, I think that everything comes ultimately from god right so that's how i have to believe it right at one point in time you know when you're out here when you're out here playing in the spiritual realm right when you're on mushrooms and you're playing in the spirit realm and you're and you're playing around with these big 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 ideas right moving galaxies and and space around you and everything like that when you're playing with the big ideas you know, um, <sighs> you just you just have to go with something eventually. Like you have to put your foot down and you have to say, okay, I'm going to choose to believe this and throw everything else aside because you need to keep going down that path, right? Because you can't do the path in one night, right? You take the mushrooms, you can't get to the end. It there's just not enough time. There's just not enough. Your body doesn't have the ability to stay awake and stay that high long enough for you to get to the end of everything, right? You have to, um, you have to work through some of it. Find a good stopping point. Find some truth, right? 
And now next time you go on a mushroom trip, you know, you already have that truth with you. And so you take it a little bit further. You go a little bit further with it. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to learn a little bit more. And I'm going to keep going down this road. Okay. Now, if you really think you're going down the wrong road, then obviously turn around and try something different. But if you think you are going down the right road, eventually you have to start accepting things. Eventually you have to say... Now, I'm not saying that I don't go back and question from the start all over again, because I do. I do. I go back. I'm very, very critical of any of my beliefs. You have to go back and sit there and say, okay, was that right or did I get something wrong back there? Well, let's play over it again. Let's see where we came from. Let's see if it all still lines up. If it does all still line up, then, and you're now at some different point, then, you know, maybe readjust or course adjust at the end here and maybe keep all the stuff that you had in the past still. You know, you you got to figure out where you're at. So it's good to question. It's good to question, obviously. Um, but what I'm saying is eventually you do have to kind of choose to, to stick to a certain path, a certain direction. This is what monks do, right? When monks go out and they join their, you know their temple or whatever their belief system that they've chosen to believe whether it be a you know uh, an orthodox you know christian monk or a uh, you know a buddhist monk they they choose to commit to a certain thing and they hold on to that and they keep pushing that as far as they can right they keep pushing that spiritual um belief system that they have and they push it and they make sure that they continue along the path that they have started down so i don't know it's hard to say there's lots of things um one thing i guess <laughs> one thing that kind of brought me to the idea that um that the devil is um, an angel underneath god first of all the old testament obviously but i thought of willy wonka the movie remember slugworth Slugworth is the devil, basically, you know, but in the end, if you remember, Slugworth works, and that's not even his real name, all right, Slugworth works for Willy Wonka, you know, and he's just there to challenge the kids. He's just there to test the kids, right, to see if they'll pass the test. Now, the kids have to pass a ton of, ton of tests throughout the whole journey, but one of them at the very end was the final test was, you know, to uh, to see if uh, you know to, to bring the gobstopper to to Slugworth, you know. So uh, that's kind of the idea. I guess that's the old Jewish belief on on what Satan, Lucifer, the devil are, you know. So I don't know. It's hard. I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong, and it could be the idea of um, the devil being, you know, like I said, uh, somehow I'm able to challenge God. Um, it seems, I don't know. Uh, it, it could be. It could be the case. I guess. One thought I had, as far as how it relates to people, though. So, so one thing about God, I determined and I found out. 
this is really, really simple. Here's a really simple one, uh, and it's one that I, I had skipped over earlier. Um, God has to be God for everybody, by the way. He can't just be God for, you know, just the Jews or just the Native Americans or just the Aztecs or or just the Muslims. He has to be God for everybody. He has to be God for everyone, and everyone needs a shot at getting to heaven, whether it be for, you know, well, yeah, everybody needs an equal shot at getting to heaven, I think. That's the only way God could be just and fair, right? So maybe God's not just and fair. But if God is just and fair, then everybody needs an equal shot. Now, some people in the world or throughout history, some people throughout history had never heard of the Bible and never heard of Jesus, right? Now, that doesn't mean that Jesus isn't, you know, the literal son of God or anything like that. So I'm not trying to blaspheme here. What I am saying though is that Jesus would have had to have basically died for everybody's sin. So this goes back to my idea. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, this goes back to my idea. Everybody gets to go to heaven. Now, not necessarily heaven, heaven, but everybody gets to go to the same place. And that same place is going to be a place where you will get to choose where to go. So what is going to happen, this is my belief, and this is kind of what I what had happened with me when I died, okay, is... You die, and then as you start to think, you know, that's will become your reality, right? You'll you will start to just manifest whatever reality you can think of. And so when the truth is revealed to you, by the way, that you know, when God, you know, meets you there on the other side for those first few minutes or whatever, and he explains to you yeah you get to go wherever you want to go that's obviously how it's got to be you know and then you start going you know when you start thinking of how wrong you were in this life i think a lot of people are going to end up sending themselves to hell and i think you know some people will accept the gift that's uh you know some people accept you know that maybe jesus maybe maybe the god god will say you know jesus was my son he died for your sins so you could come here and be with me some people might reject that you know, some people, I think, I think what's going to happen to a lot of atheists, you know, is they're going to be confronted with this and then they'll just deny it. They'll just be like, no, this isn't real. It's like a hallucination. I'm still alive technically. And, you know, uh, I just want to disappear into nothing. And so that's what will happen, you know? And so, so anyways, I think that's what's, that's basically what's going to happen. I think, I think you will die and I think you will go to where, you want to go but you don't know where right now you don't realize where you want to go you will realize it once you are in god's presence or something like that so anyways i know i'm talking a lot of metaphysical stuff and i'm sorry for those of you who want to who want to tackle it from a more psychological perspective but um hopefully you can just kind of see how you're playing when you play around with big ideas like this how you can fight back and forth how you can question things and by questioning things you can determine which one's more powerful which one's a stronger idea which idea leads you to further things 
you know. And so ultimately that's the idea. Go as far as you can. Get as close to God as you possibly can, you know, to the the real God. Remember, everything is a false idol if it if it's lesser than the next idea, you know. The highest idea is the idea that's going to have to win out. So, you know, that's the idea, I guess. <laughs> but... I don't know. So, hope that all made sense. Uh, you know, hope it wasn't too, uh, I don't know, what do you call esoteric? No, that's not a very good word to use there. But I, I hope it all made sense to everybody. And so, uh, if you guys didn't check out the last episode, man, yeah, that trip was huge. Uh, so, we got Imagine coming up. I'll probably, uh, you know, we'll probably take light doses of mushrooms at the at the at imagine uh not for sure yet um so we are meeting up with a group already from the discord they have a i think they have a goofy (laughs) it's like a goofy totem so we're gonna be meeting up with them over in the vip section so um uh, if I come up with the, I still haven't come up with the totem myself, but, uh, if we do come up with a totem or something like that, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um, so I, I'll probably make one, at least one more episode before we actually get to imagine. And then while we're at imagine, hopefully I'll get a, a pretty good, pretty good report to give to you guys. So thanks everybody for listening. Oh my God. The numbers on the podcast. Thank you all so, so much. I'd love the listener retention i uh i love the diversity of the people that are listening thank you all so much there are people listening from all over the world literally i have people just from just tons and tons of countries and um so thank you so much for you guys you know the vast amount of uh of female listenership and non-binary and non-specific genders too thank you so much you know obvious obviously the um you know male <laughs> the males are always my highest listener rate but uh yeah thank you all to everybody anybody that's listening and so um thanks for for sticking through to the end really appreciate it